Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cheers, everybody. We are back for another edition of Bourbon on a Budget. It is TJ Pittenger alongside my two brilliant co-hosts, Bitcock and Brendan Sinone. Guys, how are you tonight? Am I still muted? Doing good. Doing good. Brendan, you're muted. TJ muted me. TJ muted me. The host (laughs) muted me. It's an insurrection. (laughs) Canceled. We're Uh, canceled. (laughs) All right. Well, we are glad to be with you guys tonight. Hey, before we get started, go check out our social medias. Search Bourbon on a Budget. We appreciate the interaction. We appreciate you guys tagging us when you're having your nightly drinks or your daily drinks, whichever um, you're partaking in. Uh, Bourbon on a Budget, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Again, oh, TikTok too. Brendan, Brendan, it's about time for another TikTok. We need one of those. Oh, we had one go viral the other day. The 600 views a lot. I don't know. I'm not a big TikToker. That's viral, man. 600 <laughs> viral. Viral. People like my, pa- my package opening. They like me opening the package. So, you're you like know, TikTok famous. Yeah. Opening up packages. Jeez. On the TikTok. Right, show, me your, show me your packages. All right. A little bit of a quick rundown tonight. We are getting into some difference between charring and toasting barrels. We're going to keep going on our King of the Hill segment with a little toasty surprise. Uh, we're going to get into some pursuits and purchases. What does this say? Bourbon news? Do we have? I got some news? bourbon news for you guys. I got some news about a cool bourbon. Right. I don't know if Ben's heard. Tell about me. It. I cannot wait. I no, cannot no, wait for comes, bourbon news. It comes. Um, it comes at the certain time of the show. Uh, but first, since we are going to be doing a King of the Hill between 1920, which is 2-0 so far, and 1910, yes. mm. uh, we're going to get into a quick lesson on charring barrels and toasting barrels. Let me kick it over to my main man, Brendan. All right. So I'm going to tell you guys about charring barrels, which is the essence of bourbon. But before I do that, I just need to say how adorable it was. My boy, TJ. Didn't know that 1910, which he loves, was toasted, and that we were doing an episode today on toasted barrels while we were going to drink 1910. And he realized that while doing some research right before the show, and said, someone has to call me and talk to me right now because I just realized that one of my favorite bourbons is a toasted barrel, and we're doing that on the show today. So he did. What an idiot. As you guys will find out, we are doing a review in the second part of this episode of Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. Yes. Which is why I thought we were doing why I thought we were doing that. Um and I told Brendan, I'm okay with the jokes. I'm okay with you guys. I didn't know this, but I'm happy about it because Mm -hmm. I like toasted barrel things. And Mm -hmm. I truly like them for what they are, not because it says toasted barrel, right? Um, so he much. likes it for what's on the inside, not the outside. Okay, Thanks, is that the Brandon. old man? Is that the old Thanks. man? From family, is that the old man from Family Guy? Because that's what big, it sounded like. Big, big newspaper boy. Um. So, on. unlike Ben, who 
first of all, I can't tell the difference between a weeded and a rye, but also, oh my also but also legitimately crapped on hit one of his favorite bourbons ever and one of the most <laughs> sentimental bourbons in his life. Eagle Rare. Jeez. I'm glad that I like 1910 for what it is, not because I was told that it was toasted. So now my, that I know my that, track record, I know by the way, like my track record is flawless. No, no. You put whiskey. lemon in a in whiskey. No, it's not. You put lemon ice cubes in whiskey. Your track record is worse than ours. Like that's yeah. like just like a mad scientist type of thing. You're welcome. Oh, you're just mad. That's it. All right. So Char. Mad Eye, Mad Eye Beauty, let's go. Oh, he's got the Harry Potter references now. All right. So Char. So first thing we want to know about char, I'm going to go through this quickly here because it's kind of boring. There's science involved and it's above my pay grade and head. And, and yeah, there's a lot going on here. But charring is one of the legal requirements that makes bourbon or bourbon. Uh, so bourbon is made by putting distillate at least 51% corn. It's got to be that to, in the mash bill to be bourbon. Uh, in a barrel that is made of new age oak barrels and they have to be charred. Um, now there is some evidence, I guess, doing some research that this like practice of charring barrels goes back to like the, the 15th century and it was done because like a long time ago, barrels weren't made just for whiskey. Uh, they were made for like like storing fish and other things. <laughs> so the burning of the barrel, the charring of the barrel uh, was meant to try to kind of dilute some of that 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 flavor. Or so the, the wivetails go. But, but really, I guess what we know now is that uh, charring is a requisite for bourbon. And it really is responsible so much for the flavor that we get. Uh, so because you have to use a new oak barrel uh think about it, it's just it's it's made out of oak trees and it is super oaky and super uh if you don't if you don't char the barrel it is super uh, woody and tanniny so you go ahead and you char the barrel now what is charring basically is what you do is you take a barrel uh and you flamethrower it essentially there there's a contraption that a barrel goes around in a circle around this long pole that is on fire and it chars it Ben in a minute is going to get into, I guess, some of what like the, the different types of charring are and what that does for the flavor. Uh, but this acts as a filter, kind of eliminates some of these these uh, distillate flavors and also some of the, the woody tannin notes. Uh, and OK, I'm going to pull this up here. So basically it, it primes the wood and it gets into some chemical, uh, some scientific -y stuff here uh, where they have these things called lig lignins, lignins. All right, it's an organic polymer, and that is a source of something called a vanillin. Uh, now, these, these, these ligands can be found, and they're usually found in the compound in trees and on bark. Um, and this thing called a vanillin is an organic compound that makes up vanilla extract. When you light the wood of the oak on fire, all right, it ends up uh, bringing out these vanillins. And so the heavier a uh, char on a barrel, for example, creates a more vanilla -y flavor profile so when you smell or taste vanilla in a bourbon you're not tasting like vanilla extract you're not tasting something that's been flavored with vanilla you're tasting this vanillin uh that comes from this organic polymer that's called ligonin all right and this all sounds boring but basically it's science and chemicals that you're uh responsible that are responsible for the flavors of bourbon not actual just like straight up flavoring so that's why charring is indeed important i know that's boring i know ben you're awake here. Uh, this yeah. is a board study. Fiesta. Yeah, you, you make it more interesting to explain what some of these flavors do here, bud. Okay, so let's talk about charring just in general. Uh, a couple of things you need to know about charring is every cooperage uh, does it a little bit differently. Um, they're all graded similarly. So, for example, you go to Longhorn Steakhouse and Outback and you order a medium rare. They're usually not cooked the same way. 
Um, there's general rules that people try to follow, at least all these Cooper just try to follow to kind of create some consistency of char. Um, but there's gonna be some variability, you know, between each of the, the barrel makers. In general though, uh, there are seven different levels of char, um, two of which are like levels of toasting, four are your primary char characteristics, and then you have one fifth char level that's really not used too much, uh, but it's like level like you know number five. So you have two two toasts, you know, a light or a heavy or a heavy mid toast, and then a, a light char heavy toast is like your two bottom level. Then you have chars number one, two, three, and four. Three and four are vastly used more than any of the other seven. So more than likely, whatever bourbon you're drinking is going to be a level three, level four. Uh, also, that just kind of depends on uh, the cooperage, what how they rate their, their chars. Level five, though, is going to be the most charred uh, with four, you know, a little bit shorter than that, three, a little bit shorter than that. Um, in general, though, the chars are designated by number of seconds, usually um, with a lot of the more mechanized uh, cooperages, they're going to be using like a gas system as opposed to like a wood burning, uh, you know, pit, just little nuances between cooperages. Um, so you're talking about maybe 55 seconds for a level five or level four down to like 15 seconds for like a level one or number two char. Um, like I said, majority, vast majority uh, is all going to be level three and four. If you do love super high char characteristics in your uh, bourbons, um, one not super easily accessible bottle, but one widely known is like Parker's Heritage, like heavy char that uses like a level five uh, char, which is also known as distiller's char. So uh, just a couple little things to get going. Like I said, vast majority, it's all going to be number three or number four. And a lot of times a distillery will just tell you on the website, hey, we're using number four char oak barrels or number three. But like I said, medium, medium rare. TJ, back to you. So I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about the toast side of things um i have been dubbed brendan has given me a nickname i don't know if i'm allowed to say it brendan do you want to go ahead and tell them what you've been calling me you're on mm -hmm. mute maybe you don't so no anyway, i, I brendan, do toast toasty whore you're a toasty whore so i tend to I call toast, toast 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 oh, toast i like to call myself the little toaster of i like to call myself a little toast host he hosts the show toast 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 i like that toast toast no the, the little um, toast the little toaster oven is also an appropriate nickname yeah um, i like toast 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 um, toast big fan <laughs> of toast toast um so anyway <laughs> i uh i'll get into this now um for those watching the show, I hope you enjoy the uh, the names that everyone has. Hey, a lot of this research that I'm doing is coming from Gear Patrol. And oh, I'm old man. <laughs> Don't interrupt, old man. Um, so, and yes, you are to answer your question. You see now. Um, so, a lot of this research came from Gear Patrol and the Whiskey Wash. Uh, but just to talk to you a little bit about toasting, uh, you know, some of the what well, we're going to review it in the second part of this episode is the Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. Uh, you'll see Michter's does Toasted Barrel. Uh, things we, we obviously talked about 1910 and uh, you know Woodford double oak actually goes into a toasted barrel what happens with the toasted barrel think about the difference between um, a quick char a 15 to 55 second char uh, that's almost like how you finish wings 
uh, right? You throw them on the grill and turn up the heat really, really high, and you finish them to kind of uh, give them a little bit of that blackening. That is almost what charring a barrel is, whereas toasting, is, if you think about it, it's a little lower heat, and it's for longer. So a lot of your toasting takes anywhere from 8 to 10 minutes, maybe a little bit more depending on what level you're at, and it's a much lower heat. And so if you think about the difference between uh, quick and fast for a char, maybe like finishing wings off on the grill, uh, toasting is definitely your slow process, your slow burn, um, kind of like grilling a steak or maybe even like smoking meat or something like that. Anyway, little little subtle differences there. Actually, not even subtle. They're massive differences in how the uh, barrels are toasted or charred. Um, Elijah Craig, Toasted Barrel. We reviewed the regular Elijah Craig last week. It's the same juice um, when it is uh, has come to a certain age they remove the juice from the charred barrel and put it into a toasted barrel the toasted barrel has also been charred so that the bourbon still has been aged in a charred barrel but it was toasted first uh, to give it a slightly different finish we've talked about finishes and stuff before sometimes things will be finished in rum barrels or madeira barrels wine barrels um, sometimes they're finished in scotch barrels, just whatever. This is just a different type of finish. And the different finish is the, uh, toast, the long, slow burn that they've done to that wood, as opposed to just the full time in the char, um, extensive research and development process results in a final barrel toast profile, which brings forward delicious, uh, dark sugar flavors from within the wood creates a balance of smokiness and sweetness after months of finishing. The total finish time on the Elijah Craig toasted barrel is over a year. I think Brendan said 18 months, if I remember correctly, is the uh, time that it is. Resulting taste can be a big, rich, complex uh, finish with uh, spice and pepper notes that fade into a milk chocolate and a hint of smoke um, that lingers through. You get some of the baking spices, some of the chocolate. You're going to get some complexity in a toasted finish because there's a little bit more sweetness that's brought out with that. Um, like Ben said, a char is from 40 to 60 seconds. The toast goes much, much longer. Uh, toasting is much less common by default because it's not a requirement. Um, all barrels have to be charred. Not all barrels have to be toasted. And if you just think about it from purely a time perspective, if you take your heaviest, heaviest, heaviest char that people seem to be drawn to or gravitate to, it takes 10 times longer to toast a barrel than it does to char a barrel. And so it doesn't happen as often. We talked about some of the barrels that have it and that do it. Um, and, and it's not, again, super, super common. But if you like things that are a little bit sweeter, you can kind of find them. You'll also notice a difference in price. Um, the regular Elijah Craig is $30. The toasted barrel is a limited offering, harder to find. We're reviewing it later this week, but it's around $50. Um, interesting to do them side to side. I think Ben's going to taste them later on tonight with them side to side and kind of give out some different notes from each of them. Uh, Michter's, who also does a toasted barrel, uh, their regular bourbon is $45 MSRP. Their toasted barrel bourbon at MSRP, which has not been released since 2018, is $80. So nearly double there as well. Um, because it takes longer, because there's a more limited quality, uh, quantity, you're going to pay a little bit more for it. Uh, it shows out some sweeter flavors. Not to be super, super cliche on this, but I get a little. The first toasted finish I ever had was Michter's Toasted Barrel at a bar. 
and I honestly thought I was drinking a bourbon marshmallow. Um, definitely get that toasty finish. Um, definitely get that sweetness that comes from it. That extra toast and char mix makes you feel like you're at a campfire um, drinking, like I said, a bourbon marshmallow. So a little bit about toasting. Guys, what are your thoughts on toasting, charring, all of that? Are you are you sleeping yet? No, I'm oh, no. awake, ready, <laughs> ready to write. Okay, so a couple of notes on charring the that I didn't even talk about. Charring <laughs> acts as a filter as the bourbon goes in and out of the barrel through the aging season. So one of the other things that you're doing is you're adding all this flavor, but you're also filtering bourbon. You know, it kind of helps with the char. So a little side note. Hmm. I got a little side note too on charring too. Uh, like Ben said, different distillers use different type of charring methods. Uh, the char level four, which is one of the most intense, uh, is called an alligator char, uh, which is because of the wood texture, similar to alligators hide. Wild Turkey, Buffalo Trace, uh, those are two really popular distilleries that we all love uh, that use level four char. Level three char would include Heaven Hill, Brown Foreman, which we are going to be using today, uh, and uh, Angel's Envy. So uh, yeah, I... I will say this about the char and the toast. Um, it may not sound like there's a huge difference in the process when you're talking about like this low and, and low versus the, the toast versus the, the high of the char. Uh, but man, when, when we like, will like the Woodford double oaked that was toasted versus just the, the Woodford classic uh, that was this char that the flavor difference and the two of them considering it's like pretty much the same juice and, and just yeah. like, aged a little bit longer. It is drastic what that does to a uh, to a, a pretty standard bourbon. What that toasting does at the end. Yeah, no, it 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 does. And like you said, it it may not seem like they're doing much, but they are doing a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Like I said, they're taking ten times the amount of time to uh, toast that barrel. Which, again, in the grand scheme of how long things age, ten minutes versus a minute, isn't that big of a deal. But then when you think about the fact that they're having to put that back into another barrel. They're losing more product because, again, it's a new barrel. More of that bourbon is soaking into the wood, and that's what makes it less plentiful, right? You're, mm -hmm. you're only doing it with so many of them. A lot of that bourbon soaking into the wood. The time that it takes to extract that juice and then put it into another barrel, reseal it, um, as opposed to just leaving it in the barrel that it would be left in for mm -hmm. that 18 months or whatever. So there is a lot going on, and that's kind of what goes into um, – that price yeah, difference. That price difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It being that much higher. So um, anyway, any other thoughts on that before we get into a toasted barrel in our King of the Hill segment? King of the Hill, let's go. King of the Hill. King of the Hill. King of the Hill. All right. That's the theme music. We combined it. It's a mashup. Week one, King of the Hill, 1920, defeated... What the heck did it beat? It defeated. It defeated. Oh, one hundred beat up the little brother. Yeah. Yeah. Week week two, it walked all over. Rare breed. No, no, no. Walked, Maker's cast. Maker's cast string. Maker's cast string. Spoiler alert. Spoiler yeah, alert. Rare, rare breeds coming later. So I'm, I'm not going to edit that. So for, uh, thank you for listening that, today. No, that's fine. Uh, we, we're, we're organic here. So yeah. So it, 19, 1920 goes ahead and beats up on. 100 the first week, so beats up on the little brother. Same mash bill. Uh, obviously, the proof is a little bit different with 1920 being 115. 
Uh, but yeah, not really a, a fair comparison there. We try yeah. to make it a little bit more of a fair matchup with Makers Cast Strength, given that the, the proof's about the same. But I thought Makers like held its own. We'll call it a gentleman sweep, maybe like four games to one. Uh, old, old Forrester, though, like the noses were pretty similar in in like terms of quality. But then once you got to the uh, the tasting and the finish, Old Forrester ninety twenty pulls away. So that brings us up to in order to be king of the hill, you have to win five in a row. Uh, this is number three, and it's another in house battle nineteen twenty. Versus 1910, uh, TJ, do you want to tell us a little bit about 1910 and, and what that consists of and what 1920 is going up against today? Old Forester 1910 is a it's a bourbon from Old Forester labeled as Old Fine really? Whiskey. <laughs> Relax. It's a mash bill of 72, 18, 10. So 72 corn, 18 rye, 10% malted barley. Retails for $55. Um, it's currently double points right now at ABC for those what? that might be yeah. interested in that. The idea behind 1910 is it's double barreled bourbon, which mm -hmm. is a technique that is much more used today, but it's modeled after the 1910 fire in Chicago that charred and burnt a lot of the barrels. They still use them, giving it a slightly more... Uh, sweet, toasty finish. There is a little bit about 1910. Let's see if it can hold up and give 1920 a challenge. Are you guys doing yours blind? I'm doing mine blind. I'm I mean, doing my blind. I, we, yeah, well, we, I got the envelope. I got the A is going to be in my left, uh, user's right, I guess, or viewer's right, and then uh, B is going to be in my right, viewer's left. I'll close my eyes. <laughs> I'll close my palate. So uh, there is... so. For the 1910, the proof is 93, whereas the 1920, the proof is 115. It's going to be so obvious. Uh, on the nose, so like I know, obvious. I know which one is which on the nose. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't tasted either one yet, and I, yeah, I, Ben, I'm uh, expecting there yeah. to be a, a noticeable difference. So 1910's got a better nose. I'm just going to throw uh, that out there now. Mm, so yeah. what I think is 1910, just based on the nose, is is my A here. Hello. Um. Yeah, this is my 1910. Right hand, 1910. So yeah. left for the viewer. So, I, the nose is solid on it. I mean, I'm right about it. I can. Tell. The, the 1910 no is got that toastiness uh, of. So we learned with the double oaked and and what they have experienced with the Elijah Craig uh, toasted as well is that the the toastiness brings out an almost toasty marshmallow like quality yeah. in the nose. Uh, it also gives out like this nice caramelization and um, and that's evident here for the 1910. Did you say something, TJ? Yeah, I'm just saying I could tell. I could tell which one was which. Uh, I was right. Yeah, it's pretty, I, thought, I thought you were maybe upset that I saw your, your marshmallow uh, note there. I would said. say the nose is better on the 10. The nose on the 10 is great. The nose on the so? on the 19 is really great. The, the 1920 to me is just classic bourbon amped up, and that's why I like it so much. It is mm -hmm. cherry. It's brown sugar. It yeah. is a little bit of tobacco and, and some wood tannins too. Uh, yeah. The 1910 is more unique. I, I will say that. So I would give the, the nose slightly or so slightly to 1910. Yeah. Are we, are we all in agreement there? Yeah. It takes, it takes the first game of the series. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately, taste is like the next six games. So good, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I will say the 1910 first sip, first, first thought milk chocolate, very pleasant, very nice. Uh, it's going to be Ben's favorite word smooth. Uh, but it, yeah. So a little bit of orange there. A little bit of milk chocolate. It's good. That's really nice. Uh, Old Forest are so damn good at everything they do at every price point. 
Um, yeah. Kudos to you, Old Forester. I, I am smitten by you. All right, 1910. That was good. I do love Old Forester. They, uh, they're they pretty fantastic. I started with the 20. I went the other way. So, good oh, choice. There's the flavor. Yep. All right. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Sorry, sorry TJ. Whiskey wrote. That's all she wrote. Whiskey wrote. That was um, terrible. That was terrible. No, I liked it. I liked it, Ben. Two, I liked it, Two ben. points off Ben's score. For oh, us. we didn't say. So these are both part. We know we talked about this in 1920. The 1910 is part of the Whiskey Rose series that uh, Old Forester did. So there was four that yeah. they released. in I forget, like a two-year span or so. They kind of released them all together. I'm trying to find my notes here. So there was the 1910 Old Fine Whiskey, the 1920 Prohibition style. Here we go. 1897. Yeah. Oh, 1870 was the original batch. 1897 was the Bottled Bond. I've tried mm. the bottle and bond and like it. What's the 1870 original batch? What's its deal with that? I have no idea. It's supposed it's, to be the old, like the first recipe they ever had. Okay. All right. All right. I think it's widely regarded that the 10 and 20 are like the standouts. Too. All right. Yeah. Like, I like the 90s. I will say I like the 97. The bottle and bond's a nice sipper. They're they're actually all really good sippers, which they better be for $50 a piece each mm-hmm. and then 60 for the big one. But yeah, they're they're all good though. Like they're yeah. they're all really, really good. And they're all, a, uh, to me, a slight upgrade above the even the the Old Forester 100. Like the bottled and bond, the, yeah. I mean, you pay double for it, but the bottled and bond, the 1897, is better than the, the um, you know, 100. Mm-hmm. Um, 1870 is, you know, it's the, it's the least of the four to me. But it's not bad either. What the is it like flavor were, profile wise? Like all the yeah, it's been too. It's, it's been, been too long. long. Okay. Yeah. All right, we we did them blind one night. Me and Ben and yeah. everybody did them. Johnny did them blind one night, and that was awesome. Maybe that was fun really again. We should every night. Um. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I prefer the 1910 more. I know you guys are going to lean 1920. I don't. Um. I just don't love the 1920 as much as you guys do, um, but I totally get it. Wow. Well, I, uh, let's let's uh, instead of being judgmental here, Ben. Let's. So the 1910. What are you enjoying about it, particularly right now, in comparison to the 1920? Like, what's standing out for you right now on, on the palate, TJ? Let me take one more sip. All right. And to me, like, so I go back and forth and like the, the order in which I have them makes a huge difference to where they're yeah. kind of close and then they're not close. And I can elaborate on that after TJ lets his, his, his uh, I don't want to, I don't want to taint the cherry pool here. So it's a very, so I get a much richer vanilla caramel yep. sweetness on the 1910. Okay. So I get a lot of that. I, it's also to me, like, I'm not like a, uh, like a proof whore like you guys are mm-hmm. where like yeah. I need to be absolutely punched in the face to feel like I'm drinking. <laughs> now, I, I don't you like, just like water. It's fine. Well, no, yeah. real, real quick, I, I, would, I, I don't work. like Ben's, you know, Eagle rare that he uh, rated like a four. Well, uh, I don't like stuff that's super low me. proof. Duke I don't, like, first. I don't yeah. like stuff that's super low proof, but I, I don't know. I'd like for this 1910 to be about a hundred. So yeah, that would be nice. All yeah. this said, I made 1915 the other day. I blended, yeah, two so together. Way, way great. Haven't, and we've talked about this. It has the flavor, the good flavor that I like of the 1910, the good proof that I like of the 1920, but just mellowed out just a bit. I guess the proof on that, I mean, you know, if I measured them equally and we're going from what 115 to 93, the proof on that is 22 difference, it'd be a 104. 
It'd be a good that'd be a good pour. Should I do that um, right now? Should I just combine the two? So I've been letting mine sit and marry for a little while in a in a glass, but yeah, maybe that's not the worst idea. Uh, my nineteen ten is not gonna win, so I mean might as well just blend them. Right? Mm-hmm. 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 Um so I actually got more. You mentioned like vanilla and some of the, the caramelization from the 1910. I got more of that in the 1920. Like that showed out to me. And I don't know if that was just the the proof. Um, and it is such a huge difference. We're talking about 93 proof versus 115. I mean, that's that's not necessarily a fair fight. Um, yeah. I will say, I will say, like for for the 1920, to me, like I don't consider myself a proof for like there are some like that. I just like Elijah Craig's uh, full proof. Like to me, a lot of the time, I have a hard time really distinguishing some of the notes beyond the normal ones some stag juniors not all but some stag juniors like are, are too hot to where i'm not fully enjoying them this to me at 115 is perfect it gets all the richness that the alcohol uh brings out there with that the the, the uh, it just amps up bourbon everything that's good in bourbon it just takes it up and amps it up to the next level that's why i love 1920 and that's why uh let's make sure yeah so here we go here's what my wife said 1910 was the a 1920s is B, 1920 uh, is what's going to have my vote. And and fairly, well, you know, four games to two. A little closer for 1910, gave up a good fight, but but 19, 1920 wins. What's really cool to me is that they have the same mash bill. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I will say this. The, we talked about this. Uh, the nuttiness exists a lot more to me in the 1920 than does in the 1910. And as you'll find out in a review a little bit here, um, or actually on Thursday, I guess. Um, I think it's the double barrel. I think it's the second barrel that kills some of that rye spice, some of that nuttiness and takes that away. See Ben being a rye guy. is right. going to like that a little bit more. I like that. Some of that nuttiness, some of that rye spice is gone on the 1910. They're the same juice. It's been proofed down, which I don't love, but it's been proofed down and then put into another barrel. Gives it the toast, gives it the marshmallow, gives it the sweetness. Take some of the proof away. I think I'd like this better at one like a hundred proof. If we could br- yeah. bump this up to hundred proof, I think I'd like it more. The nineteen twenty is fine. Like I have no issues. I like I prefer the nineteen ten. But again, I'm fine with you guys picking the, uh, you know, being the proof horse that you are. Yeah, nineteen twenty continues to the king My of the hill king next of the week. Hill, continues king of the on, hill. baby. This is the king of the hill. Yeah. So if you're not hundred proof, you're getting kicked out this hill. I mean, yeah, that, 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 that's a toughie. That was a toughie for 1910. 1915 may run it. You know, Yo, so the 1915? Like All right. So it hasn't had a chance to settle yet, but like I'm getting like a creamy coffee note with the two of them combined. My um, I, 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 I got a feeling that people I, – I can see why people are uh, going out yeah. in this blend. So mine's been marrying for a little while. I think mm. Ben's coming over on Saturday to, yes. to drink a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it will have been about a week and a half. And so I'm ex- or no, right at a week. So I'm excited to see like it at a week. I, I mean, I I can do it right now, but I also need to save this 1920 for next week. No, so um, save, it, save it, save it, save it. So, but I will finish my 1920. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I'm excited to see what it what it does after being together and a true even portion of it. Like I measured it out and everything. Yeah. And so should be good. We'll try it on Saturday, Ben. Okay. Our favorite, 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 favorite segment of all time. Pursuits and purchases. Trademark, register, crappy trademark, all this stuff. Um, don't forget. Let me uh, patent pending. Mm-hmm. Um, once you have the trademark, I don't know that you still need the patent. I'm going to no, go first. Both. Need them both. I'm, I'm going to go first. This is not bourbon, but <laughs> I had a buddy shout out to Mike. I don't know if he wants me to use his real name on here. 
That's all right. I'm going to do it anyway. Shout out Henry. my guy, Jeff. Shout out my guy, Jeff. Uh, oh, hit the, hit the mic there. Um, a bottle of Classe Azul Respado Tequila. We're actually recording this on Cinco de Mayo. So as soon as I'm done drinking these 115 proof bourbons, I'm going to drink, uh, pop into that. Ben and I were at, what's the name of that place, Ben? Uh, it's some Mexican place on City. Antojito. Antojitos. Um, Antojito. My wife had about four margaritas. Um, and Mango. Yeah. Ben and I are drinking a margarita, and I look over, and Kara's like, I'll take another one, please. And it was like, oh, no. what? We hadn't even drank like a half of ours yet. And I was like, I hit the table. Yeah. I hit the table. So, so, yeah. So, anyway, um, I was talking in a group message to some guys about it, and they were like, hey, order, order. You know, they just told me, he told me the name. I'm not a tequila guy at all, but I admit I had commented about the, the shape of the bottle and it looks weird, you know, kind of, it's not your typical liquor bottle. So, um, he said to order it. And then I saw the lady pouring it. It was out of this bottle. I was like, oh man, that was fantastic. It's a, it's a vanilla bomb for those, uh, bourbon guys that would like to get into tequila to tequila. This is an absolute vanilla bomb. Brendan, I'll send you a sample. Ooh, ben yeah. had it. Um, I'm not a tequila guy at all. There's a bottle of tequila that's been sitting in my um, pantry for years and it's full and never been opened, but this is good. I will sip on this a little bit tonight. It's been aged. Oh yeah. The one in there is aging for sure. In the, in the, in the bottle. Um, So anyway, shout out my guy, Jeff. Thank you so much for this uh, drinking it. Got it on Cinco de Mayo. So excited. Great time. What, what timing. Solid. Perfect timing. Um, another pursuit and purchase. Uh, ben and I, I'll, I'll let Ben go next because I'm going to let him talk about this because I know he's excited about it. Hopefully he has the bottle with him when I lead into this. But Ben and I Probably were not. able to pick up some Four Roses um, single barrel barrel strength from a Winn-Dixie pick that they did locally here in Tampa. Uh, yes. We tried it up against the one that Brendan got me up in Tallahassee, the Market Square Liquors. I think I liked the Market Square Liquors slightly more. There's a little bit more age on them. Same mash bill, same recipe, slightly yep. more age. I mean, like I'm talking like two months, I believe. Nothing oh. insane. But the yeah. Market Square Liquors was slightly better. But again, all being single barrels, that makes sense. You're going to like one more than the other. Um, they're yep. not going to be identical. So I was able to purchase one of those. Um, that transitions very, very well into Ben's talking point of another, another episode brought to you by the bourbon fairy. That is TJ Pittenger. Ben, what did I oh. get for you with? <laughs> yes. I completely forgot about this. So <laughs> you're going to send it to me. And have no idea. Okay. So I was also able to grab one of the bottles of the four roses. And so we were posted it out there like, Hey, we got this bottle. And I've been on the lookout for a Jack Daniels single barrel barrel strength rye 2020 special release. And some guy emails TJ. I was like, Hey, I got a bottle three quarters of the way full. If you want to do a little swap, swap, change, change, you know, me take a you givey, that kind of thing. Right. And so now me and TJ have split a bottle and I got to keep the bottle, which is like, you know, some of the best parts. So we got it. We got the Jack Daniels single barrel, barrel strength, rye, 130 proof, 2020 special release. That name is outrageously long, but I'm excited about it. 
So we'll talk about it next week once I have a chance to try it. Ben got the bottle. I made sure that I got more of the juice. So uh, everyone wins. Um, yes. <laughs> um, I also was able to pick up some uh, EHT single barrel thanks to local store in Ooh. town, Lukens, um, that had some. So it, they have two different picks. Excited to try those uh, for sure. So appreciate yeah. Lukens. And that, if you're in Tampa, go go check them out. They've got pretty good stuff, good picks. Uh, Ben's a big fan. Uh, pursuits. Are you pursuing anything right now, Ben? I can't think of anything that I'm truly pursuing. Um, I'm going to go and get another bottle of that 1910 because, again, it's double points at ABC. Yeah. Um, man, I, I've got enough bourbon right now. I'm pursuing finishing my bottles of bourbon. I'm going to talk about that at the end of the show. We'll wrap up with that. But are you pursuing anything yourself, Ben? Not right now. Not right now. I have a decent amount. If something comes out that's like super interesting, like that Four Roses single barrel uh, barrel strength pick, I'll grab one of those because they're just great bottles. There's also the recipe that I like, OBSK. If you guys want to send me any OBSKs from around the U.S., feel free. Love that recipe. Um, but I'm not really pursuing anything right now that's jumping out at me. I got a lot of bourbon. I drink it. Brendan, talk to us about your pursuits and purchases. All right. So last week on the show, we had Sean on from the Southwest Florida Bourbon Society. And uh, we talked about uh, me looking for and having a lead on the FAE01 Maker's Mark. That is their yes. wood finish. Uh, my buddy up here was able to procure a bottle, but it became clear that he really wanted the bottle, and, and which was totally cool. And I understand why. Like he wanted the bottle and he was more than willing to share it. But I was like, no, I got a lead. And that was from Sean. So Sean had a bottle that he was able to get for us. He dropped it off to TJ. TJ and I will do a drop off at some point. It's going it's uh, good. Uh, up it's the good. state. Oh, you tried good. it? You opened it and tried it already? You're welcome. It's great. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have half oh, it at my house. You said you were going to give me a sample, so I just figured I'd take I, it. I would like for us to, to actually review it here on the show, but, you know, go well, ahead. If there's, any, if there's any left when I get it to you. you well, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, I'm it's going to basically be going. half regular makers yeah, and half well, <laughs> Yeah, that bottle broke, man. I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah, I, I pursued it. I purchased Delivery. it. I don't know if I'll be able to taste it. Uh, and I And I pawned it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, also... Uh, I guess we'll see if I get that one, but uh, I did a little bit of bourbon hunting on Friday. I just went out to some stores that I haven't been able to go to for a couple of weeks. And I got to Market Square Liquors where TJ mentioned he got the uh, Four Roses uh, from up here in Tallahassee. Their store picks, they do a really good job with them. And I had gotten in there and they had gotten a Jefferson store pick within like an hour of me arriving. Mm hmm I'm usually not a huge fan of Jefferson's, but I trust their clerks very much so when it comes to bourbons. I know they're actually tasting them and have experience of, of like, no, what's good, what isn't. Uh, they were legitimately proud of this Jefferson store pick. It was a higher rye mash bill, somewhere between like 30 and 40% rye, uh, mm -hmm. aged uh, at a very high amount, and, and then proofed at 100, uh, 100 proof. So had more proof than your typical Jefferson's. It is awesome. It's actually very Four Roses, single barrel-esque with like the the – the fruitiness of it, uh, along with some of the rice spice, really damn good. And also, I found this up here in yes, Tallahassee. Yes, get it, man. The conversion. Yes. The conversion Let's is go. Uh, nearly complete. This is for people listening, not watching. Wild, yeah. wild turkey, rare breed, barrel proof rye. Yeah. Uh, Open that up. Got the the neck pour out of the way, and I'm looking forward to uh, letting that breathe now. And, and uh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about the new additions to my ever growing bourbon and rye collection. Was that at a MSL or no? 
Uh, it was at, so it's weird up here in Tallahassee. There's a Market Square Liquors and there's a Market, market Liquors. Liquors and yeah. it's like kind of, I don't know if it's contentious or what the deal is. This was that market. Uh, but, but shout out to shout out to Reef. Uh, one time I went and hit Tad him. Uh, he doesn't listen to this because he doesn't drink, but I had him go grab something. He's like, Oh, I'm right next to that place. And he went to Market Liquors instead of Market Square. So, during had, knockout, yeah, yeah. So then I was like, Oh, well, are you close to the Thanks. other one? He's like, He's like, Ah, it's like 20 minutes away. And I was like, Oh, well, okay, well, you don't have to. And he went and got it anyway. So Anyway, shout out to Reef. Um, thanks for going. Dude, dude, yeah, I, like, I gave him a like, good little pizza recommendation the other day that he appreciated. Just I saying. saw your little pizza tournament going on. So anyway, um, so I've cracked this now. I've cracked this tequila, and I am, uh, I'm all about it. I'm, I'm probably gonna pour it in this bourbon glass here and do a little. It's a really unique bottle. I will say that for people listening at home, it is. Give me a little, it looks, yeah, it looks like an old school milk jug, kinda. It's a wild bottle. It, it's not gonna fit anywhere in my like. It barely fits yeah, in my pantry. No way. So. Um, just, you're just gonna have to drink it. It's very a vase. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I'm going to take a sip out of it every Cinco de Mayo and I'll, you know, finish it off with Elena when she's 21. Yeah, so, <laughs> 30 years um, from now. So uh, one other thing, I did win a, uh, you were talking about Jefferson. I won a Jefferson um, finished in cognac barrels. So I'll send you Ooh. a sample of that. Um, yes, please. Excited, excited to try. Well, I had that at um, at Whiskey Cake and it was, and it was really, really good. So excited for that. I thought I had one more thing, but I to on pursuits and purchases, but I can't remember what it was now. Uh, Brendan, let's talk some bourbon news. Ah, uh, yeah, a little bourbon news. A little bourbon news dropped. Give in the me timeline. some bourbon news. All right, Ben. I did not share this in the group text thread. I took a screenshot of it and legitimately just forgot to send it. Maybe you've already seen it by now. Uh, hopefully not, because I think that well, I'm saving it for the content. I think yeah. it's gonna be right up your alley, man. I think this is gonna be this is gonna check a lot of boxes for you in terms of of what you uh, value in the world of bourbon. We'll see. What if what if I were to tell you that in honor of Eddie Russell being at Wild Turkey for forty years, they were going to do a limited release of yes Russell's Reserve. Okay. Thirteen years old. Okay. Barrel proof at one hundred and fourteen point eight proof. Mm. Mm. Mm, would that be something you'd be interested in? Sounds Tell like him the it. price. Tell him the price. He'll love Se- it. Well, this is MSRP. Is limited release. It's only okay. seventy. Only seventy dollars. Seventy bucks. I would love bad. to swap that against Rare Breed. Like I feel like it's like you're trying to compete with the same kind of market. So uh, the age we'll would, the age would be up. Uh, yeah, for what I believe it's to be the Rare Breed, but similar proof. Uh, yeah. Price is obviously a little bit more, but yeah, similar market. But just to have that Russell's Reserve and have. 13 years on it. Also, I'm a sucker for blue labels. It's going to be a blue label. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure when that comes out. They just announced it like a, a week ago uh, or a few days ago. Um, but that will be, I think, on all of our pursuit uh, endeavors, right? I just hope Ben puts it on his because if, when ben, ben puts something on his pursuit endeavor, like I get it. TJ gets it, so, so that's great. Um, yeah. So I don't care if Brendan wants it or not. Ben, I uh, need you to want it. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ben wasn't quite as excited as I thought he was going to be for. He was he's mildly like, excited. He's had like 17 drinks. It's 10 p.m. now. So like he's just out of it. Yeah, I'm about um, to pass out. Oh, uh, okay. So I want to tell you guys something that I'm doing, and then we'll wrap this up and get out of here. But uh, yeah. I am on a journey right now to clear out my whiskey cabinet. Um, yeah. I think that when you're really new into bourbon and you're getting some of these store picks and barrel finishes and this and that and the other you i really have a tendency i don't know if anybody else has ever been like this if you're listening comment tell me a, about your uh situation I, you know ben i don't know if you're like this or brendan or if you ever mm-hmm. have been but i have a tendency when something is limited and i don't mean limited as in 
you know, the George Stagg sitting behind me, George C. Stagg, you know, that is different. But like when something's kind of limited to kind of nurse it, right? I've got a American Prairie bourbon from High West that is it finished in a Madeira barrel, or I'm sorry, a Chardonnay barrel that I yeah. love. And so it's it's had this much in it for uh, six months, right? I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't, I'm waiting for the perfect time. And so then I have a high West finished in uh sherry barrels. And then I have a, a double rye that's finished in rum, a double rye that's finished in Madeira, a double rye that's finished in uh XO sherry, you know, so just a bunch of different stuff. And they all now have like this much left. And then I had those three Gaspar store picks and I love all three of them. So like they each have like this much left and I'm just nursing them all down, you know, trying not to drink them. They're taking up too much. Space. Gotta kill them. Gotta and kill next them. year, next year, all those releases. Now they may be different finishes. I may get a cognac, or I may get a not yeah. an exosia. I may get a Madeira. I may get a a port wine. Whatever finishes are going to come and go, right? But I think when you're new, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get this one again. Now again, an allocated bottle like uh, the other way, George C. Stag, that you're truly never going to get it. That's different, right? Trying to right. nurse that down. But I've been on a quest. I've killed several bottles. Um, yeah. When you come over Saturday, we will be drinking the last little bit of like five different things. I'm going to kill five. My wife loves it. Mm -hmm. how, how long are we going to go? Have you ever struggled with that, Brendan? All right, so I, I have a couple thoughts on TJ with the the hesitancy hesitancy to kill some bottles, and I totally relate to it, especially when you have some unique ones that you love. There's like three or four right now that I'm looking at, like I just am going to, and I was thinking of this like actually two or three days ago. I will be sad when it ends. Smoke wagon small batch, for example, is hard to find. It is hmm. exquisite, great value. I know I can probably find it again. But that's one is no, as soon as I finish it, I want to replace it because it's so damn good. Uh, the Chardonnay finish one that you mentioned, uh, the American Prairie from High West, TJ, you sent me a sample. That was super unique, super interesting. You don't find a Chardonnay fair finished uh, barrel pick uh, very often at all. Bourbon, like a bourbon finished in Chardonnay doesn't exist and it was so well done. So I get it. Um, one thing I would suggest as, as you were saying that is we have a bunch of little sample bottles like you know, if the bottles are keeping up space, I'm a proponent of taking something that I like and pouring it into a sample bottle or two and keeping that uh, one to like, you save that very last one for a special occasion. It's not taking up as much room. And the other one you have for like we're reviewing here on the show, or if you want to share it with Ben or myself or any of your friends, like that you think would enjoy it. So you still have the versatility to share it. But that that's one thing I would recommend rather than, especially like when you're keeping maybe like uh, an eighth of a bottle uh, for a long period of time, like air will start to make a difference after a year or so. Um, if you have half a bottle, like that's not a big deal, but like after six months to a year, if you're keeping just a little bit, it'll start messing with it. So move it into a smaller bottle, man, make some room. We said this like the first or second episode, like whiskey is meant to be enjoyed. Like you kill it, you kill it. There will be a bourbon that you love uh, differently down the road. Yeah. I, um, I agree with you. That Chardonnay was one of the very first bottles that I ever bought. Um, so unique and so cool. It's so really good. different. And it, mm -hmm. and it really is fantastic. Ben, I, I'm sure you've had, Oh, I know you've had it. Cause we tried it up against the regular American prayer that you brought over me, you and Johnny did. But um, yeah, the other side of that is exactly what you just said. I don't typically drink those by myself because mm -hmm. they're finishes or they're single barrel store picks. So I try to drink those more as people come over. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I and so that's what makes it tougher is I'm not just drinking it. I'm not just killing it by myself. I was killing those mm-hmm. by myself. Well, when Ben comes over, we can only try two or three things, and he's got to drive. You know, he's got to drive home. So, you know, right. it's impossible to like just kill bottles. So, I have struggled in the past with wanting to just kill it myself. And so, but that is that's good suggestion for the the small bottles um, to maybe sample it again with a buddy, try it again later, whatever. That 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 does make a ton of sense and, and is certainly something I will do. I That's also why you keep old man Brendan around for his wisdom. <laughs> I love your, I love your old man wisdom. I also bought a ton of them around the same time. Again, I was super new into bourbon. And so it was just like, every time I see something new and cool, I'd be like, I gotta yeah. buy that again. I'll never see it again. You know? And then, then you're into it for like six months and you're like, Oh, well this stuff literally comes out every week. There's like a new cool. And you know, yeah. so, so if you're really new, if you're newer than I am, even don't get suckered into that. You can get great stuff. But there will be something new and cool coming again very quickly. Yeah, so, constantly. Yep. Um, so Ben, anyway, we are still going to kill a bunch of stuff when you come over on Saturday. So Sounds great. Kidding. I'll be there. Um, bring your one-year-old. I'm sure he'd like some too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, guys. Any closing thoughts? Any shout-outs? Any plugs besides Brennan uh, Terry? Um, <laughs> it just both for, 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 we're 45 years old. Um, yeah, so uh, let, let no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> five star reviews, please. Uh, they do help out. We haven't really asked Freddie in a little while, like so that'll be helpful. Um, also, like if you guys have any questions you want us to answer stuff on the podcast or on the video uh, segment here, like let us know. We'll do that. Um, and TJ, I'm gonna pressure you here. Toasted tournament. Once we finish King of the Hill, toasted tournament. I'm with it. Toasted tournament. There can only be four. I like that. I like the toasted tournament, and then the winner has to go up against the Mictor's Barrel Strength Rye, which it will lose to. (laughs) Yeah, no joke. But it's but but, you know, it's like a it's like a mini King of the Hill. You know, instead of doing Barrel Strength Rye up against all four of those, which you know it's going to beat. So yeah. We'll take the best of the four, okay. put it up against it, so it can then lose to it. You know, we got something that is a completely different mash bill and proofed up like about like forty, like a billion. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that, that, be awesome. that, that, that seems fair. Cool. Good. So, Good um, gosh, that mixer's toasted barrel rye is fantastic. Um, oh, just anyway, uh, follow us on social media: Bourbon on a Budget, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, social medias like TikTok, YouTube, all TikTok. of them. Bourbon on a budget again. Shout out my guy Jeff. Thank you so much for this. Shout out Sean, who did a massive favor for me this week, and I will tell you guys about it next week. Mm. Um, also, shout out Sean for Brendan's bottle that I am mm. currently for um, show that I'm Drinking. enjoying right now. Thank what? you so much. No, you no, this is, really this is 1920. This is 1920. Come on, don't 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 go crazy. Um other than that, we will be back next week. I believe we have a guest next week. Um, super excited to have him on. If we don't, then just forget that I said this. Yeah. Uh, other than that, five-star reviews. Make sure you subscribe, tag a friend, share with a friend, share with somebody you don't like. They may enjoy us more than they enjoy you. Until next time, cheers, everybody. Cheers. 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 Cheers.